Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. Still abides, I'm mesmerized by all the victims and lies. I stay encouraged by the pride when I look in my children's eyes. I'm a blessed man, filling the world with hope to survive. This rise, it's time to take our people high. In fact, let's renew our minds. Romans 12, 2. I'ma sell truth. Don't be tripping on the mist that the media tells you it's foolish. We spend our lives on computers. We in the twine with the Buddhists, Muslims, and atheists, but love is the truest. God is sitting on his throne, looking down on his people. But the church is in our bones, not just under a steeple. Ditch the evil, let's embrace what is regal. No more living illegal. Quit flipping chickens, it's time to fly with the eagles. We about to win. Vahaligan Walwyn, formerly known as Von Juan, was born December 12, 1980 in St. Croix, located in the Virgin Islands. He is the youngest of four sisters and one brother. While most American boys in the 80s were playing Nerf football in their neighborhood streets, young Vahaligan was kicking it on sandy beaches. I wasn't in the Virgin Islands very long, but I do remember uh, just running around, you know, picking sea grapes and, and playing marbles with friends and being on the beach and going to school. Wait, hold up. Did he just say sea grapes? Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this, that's what we call sea grapes. It's, just a, it's a tree that grows on the beach. You know, it's a different type. It's not your, your average grape that you would eat, like, from uh, the grocery store. It's a little bit different. Uh, but we call them sea grapes, man, and, you know, pick mangoes and, and tamarind, you know, straight from the tree um, and would eat them and, and things like that. So, you know, island life was, was a little bit different. I'm hearing a lot of comparisons, it's embarrassing. I ain't trying to come up like American, but I witness the industry perishing. Shark swimming, I ain't never been scared of fear. Set my feet and accept my reach. Came in the gate, spitting my sweets and freaks. Place on their pilots and seats, it's bleach. Screams falling, trunks waving. Feel right like West Craven. Acting bad, what misbehaving. As a way we let the world know we was stolen. Since the streets was cold, we kept the heat for the hating. Feet was aching, grinding hard. Came up in the nightlife, had my eyes off guard. But then I realized I had more purpose than to find my boss. Spit for my Lord. I, father was a successful engineer and moved the family to Houston, Texas. He traveled a lot for business and was rarely home, but he was making over $100,000 a year. Young Vahaligan always had the flyest clothes and fresh shoes. Having material things was nice, but what he really craved was attention from his father. The gap, I was vulnerable, trap. Trying to put Ezra by block on the map. Fearless with stack, dropping thousands on red 50 passenger escalate, trying to cap. Rods on my lap, trying to fill up that hole in my heart with the feeling of power. Heavy drug experimenting, I was fear sitting in, trying not to appear as a coward. But really, I was fucking what I needed was the cross. Praying, Lord, please take this pain out of my house. Was living like a dog and a woman on my couch, probably more than aggravated, plan to kick a brother out. Had to go another route. 
Jeezy, Mike Jones getting big. Paul selling grills, go DJ, was blowing up Lil Weezy, I was hurt. Didn't want church, read a cup of pints, sip, drink and smoke perk. After Pops died, I ain't wanna go to work, paranoid, holding a pistol, trying not to get murked. And Satan, he would lurk, ran games on my brain. Knew I went insane when I tasted cocaine. That taste with the sniffing was dripping, immediately different was shipping my life down the drain. Stressing my veins. The sports kind of kept me busy. You know, I didn't really notice till I got older how much I, I, I was affected by my father not being around. Uh, but I definitely was always seeking attention and, you know, you know, getting getting trophies and winning in sports and making straight A's um, was all, you know, kind of a cry for attention, you know, at the end of the day. When he was a teenager, his parents divorced and money wasn't flowing like it used to. Those fresh kicks he used to rock? became borrowed shoes from his friends in an effort to keep up with the Joneses. He went from the little boy binging on sea grapes to a teenager getting drunk to suppress his loneliness and stress. My mother, um, she really couldn't work in the States like she wanted to, but she did have connections in the Caribbean. So when I was just in 10th grade, 15 years old, uh, they gave me my hardship license. I began driving. My mother moved back to the Caribbean, and I had a house to myself at 15, and I was paying the bills and having to go to school, and she would send me back money from the islands, and I would have to kind of take care of the household bills. So at a young age, I was already having to, you know, make a lot of grown, grown man decisions on my own, you know, and that was the party house. That's where everybody knew they could come to my house. There was alcohol in the in the cupboard and uh girls would come over and, and it was it was a party spot, you know. High school the first time I drank back when I had five on the weed, two dollars on the tank. Knew about the law, but them honeys had me sidetrack. Anything to make the boy fly, I would try that. Soundtrack, computer love, yep, I'm back. Trying to fill that emptiness inside with a dime sack. I reminisce about when I used to dream brighter. Contratech my boat, double dragon, a street fighter. Super Mario Brothers, Cosby and Living Color. Trying to be the next Jordan every summer, shooting Jays out in the rain. Man, I remember we would play out in the rain. Although he was coping with his newfound responsibilities with alcohol, Bahaligan still managed to excel in sports. He wanted to be like Mike, so he focused all his efforts on basketball. A good friend on that team uh, named OJ, he ended up passing away. And I remember his mom telling me, him telling me that his mom said that I should run track. So when I saw my friend at that age in high school die, I realized that life could be short, so why not make the most of it? So I came back my senior year and I, I played football, played basketball, then I ran track. And then uh, in my senior year, my track uh, competition, I ended up breaking 
five school records and the 100, the 200, long jump, triple jump, high jump. And one of the officials at that meet um, called Rice University and said, man, I know you probably never heard of this guy, but y'all need to pick him up fast because somebody's going to get him. And they, uh, Rice called me that Monday morning. And uh, they said, you know, we just want to, we want to offer you a hundred twenty thousand dollars scholarship. You know, my coach kind of didn't want to tell me because they knew I liked basketball so much more than the other sports. But when I found out it was Rice University, and I had heard so much about uh, the academic side and you know what it could do for me, I, I accepted on the spot and uh, turned down some of the football offers I had and 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 uh, just went ahead and took on a life at Rice. You know, went to Rice University, which was a real preppy school. A lot of rich kids, not too many kids from the streets or from, you know, an area like where I grew up in. And uh, so I stuck out like a sore thumb. I was still rapping, you know, showing up to practice high every day. You know, I was a, I was a pothead, um, but still competing and still beating people, you know, still became an All-American long jumper, uh, jumped 26 feet, one inch, broke the U.S. Virgin Islands long jump record, um, all high, you know what I mean? So I always look back and wish that, you know, I had somebody in my life that could have said, man, if you would just stop smoking and just focus. With the Olympics in his future, Vahaligan was on his way to becoming a great American athlete. Uh, my senior year, in the middle of the air, I kind of um, lost control. Uh, I was scratching a lot that year. I couldn't hit the board the right way. And I, I lost control in the middle of the air. Uh, my heel hit the sand first and my knee snapped back. and ended up um, hyperextending my knee and, and tearing my knee up real bad. And that was the beginning of the end of my track career. While rehabbing his knee, he stayed in his college dorm that summer. He set up a studio. He recorded over a hundred songs and was working on releasing an album with his group, The Playboy Clips. That fall came around and I hadn't seen my father. He had been traveling and he called me and uh, he said he was at the hospital, you know, right across the street from my dorm room at Rice. So I went in to see him and walked in and he was looking real skinny and, you know, had tubes in his nose and, you know, he was hooked up to a machine. And he said, man, I just wanted to talk to you first, you know, because I really want you to handle, you know, all my personal stuff, and I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. He was just like, man, you know, since me and your mother got a divorce, I've been living out of suitcase, uh, made a lot of mistakes, things I'm not proud of, but, you know, doctor said I'm HIV positive and I only have months to live, you know, so it's like in a matter of three to five months, I don't know exactly how, you know, I went from hurting my knee and losing my track career, which I was, you know, on pace to go to the Olympics and then finding out my father was dying from AIDS. You know, that's my senior year at Rice. I'm trying to rehab my knee. I'm working on graduating. I can see my father's hospital bed from the track, you know what I'm saying, from the Rice track where I'm practicing every day and then I'm doing schoolwork and then working on an album with my group was a Playboy Click. We were putting that out in stores. And then uh, every night I go to the hospital and, you know, help feed my father, help clean him, change his diaper. I mean, it was just a a grueling situation that really stressed me out. You know, I was really smoking a lot and 
end up graduating and just when I got out of school my father passed away this life is a trip one day you hear the next you're gone like a stolen whip I put friends up in the ground I promised I seen it OJ Chris Wolf and Donald Rogan seen it since I was small I had knowledge about our risen savior but I was too concerned with trying to be a football player selfish me got a phone call that Donald was gone he left his son and his baby mama all alone and I ain't tell him about Jesus one time never told OJ the gospel before they put him in the grind Chris knew I went to service twice a week since I was five and I ain't never get him in the church while he was still alive instead of seeking employment after graduating from college Von Juan focused on his rap career additionally he indulged in lots of recreational drugs like weed ecstasy cocaine and sipping codeine or as they call it in H-Town lean coming home from a concert in 2006 got stopped by the police um you know you know pulled over i was outside the car looking for some uh bag of small bag of cocaine and all honesty and i couldn't find it and the car pulled up behind me with his lights off and uh it was the police and they turned on the lights and uh, i was kind of stuck he came over to speak and said stay outside the vehicle so when he stepped out he pulled his gun out on me and i knew that uh I knew I was in the wrong and I had drugs in the car, but he didn't know that. So him dr- pulling a gun on me kind of shook me up. I uh, I screamed real loud, don't shoot me. And I jumped back in the car, zipped down the street, running the house, and uh, kind of changed my clothes. I was smelling like weed. Told my wife to go out and talk to the officer. And uh, he was like, yeah, but your husband ran from me. So, you know, tell him to come out here. And uh, we were getting into it in the house. He wanted me to talk to him. I walked outside. And uh, he asked me my name, and I said, Vahaligan Walwin. And he was like, stop playing with me, son. What's your name? And me and my wife were both trying to tell him Vahaligan Walwin, but it's such an awkward name. He'd never heard it. He thought I was trying to be funny. I was playing around. And uh, the second officer uh, came into the picture, and he heard us arguing. He was like, man, just put him in cuffs. So when they tried to put me in handcuffs, I I pushed off of him, and uh, they hit me with the taser. And they hit me with the taser gun, and I fell to the ground. And uh, I kind of just stumbled, ran in the house, and I ran to the restroom. They've called for backup. They come in the house. There's like five officers in the house with their guns drawn on the other side of the door, ready to blow my head off. And they're screaming and they're asking my wife if I have any guns in the house. Um, and she's like, Vaughn, come out, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, and I'm just trying to figure out, man, you know, this all-American straight-A student, my life is gone totally in a different direction than where it started, you know what I mean? And uh, I stick my hand outside the door just to show them my two hands. I didn't have any weapons. And when I came out, I kind of dropped to my knees. But instead of them, you know, just putting me in handcuffs and arresting me, they started to abuse me, man. They started to kick me, punch me, put me in a chokehold. They had stun guns. They had the tasers. Um, and they, you know, we wrestled from outside that restroom door all the way to the kitchen to where they beat me in front of my wife, in front of my two-month-old daughter. And in front of my sister and my nephew, and uh, and I just really, I feel like I passed away. You know, I was I was dead. I wasn't breathing. Uh, they threw me outside, and my wife said I was just laying on the cement. You know, eyes glazed over. My shoulder was dislocated. My clothes were all ripped up. They had, you know, I feel like they tried to attempted to take my life. When he came to, the cops gave him the option of going to jail or to hospital. He chose the latter. Thinking of his daughter and the possibility of not watching her grow up or walking her down the aisle helped him to realize he needed to take his life in a new direction. He began to straighten up, but 
ended up overdosing on cocaine. He asked God to get him through it and promised he would give his life to him. Shortly after, he walked into Joel Olstein's Lakewood Church and gave his life to Christ. I choose to be marvelous above the government's attempt to starve us phony friends and relatives with their arguments. I choose to be greater than deceit and corruption, mad interruption from losers that's trying to function with their spirits of distraction. My actions speak louder than my words. I'm never third. I choose to be only second to Christ. I've merged into a lane of flawless words. With scriptures, I'm a nerd. Digging deep enough to find hidden treasures in every verse. Dude, I choose to be immaculate. It's been beautiful, man. I, I, and, I, and one thing I, I feel I, I can show people a, a true heart of repentance, you know what I mean? And that God can take you from being hooked on drugs and, and uh, you know, living a life, chasing women and all that. And now that two-month-old daughter that motivated me to get my life together, you know, she's seven now. She has a six-year-old little brother, uh, a four-year-old little brother, and a two-year-old little sister. All around me is pain, I can't think The war inside me is insane, I can't see But even when I fail, I'm standing on his promises If he said I could make it, I believe So many mistakes in my way I can't beat But even when I fail, I'm standing on his promises His grace, his mercy, his power I'm unworthy, his grace, his mercy, his favor I'm unworthy He met his wife in his high school choir Right before graduating from college, they married. For years, he had no idea how involved her family was in the ministry. Her grandfather was a member of the famous Southern gospel group, the McDuffs. And several of her uncles are pastors, one of which allowed Vaughn to host a monthly event at his church called Third Thursdays. He stopped rapping about worldly topics and hooked up with local Christian rapper Trey Nine. Von Juan eventually became a youth pastor and is now an ordained pastor at Legacy Church in the neighborhood he grew up in. Just like his new record label, New Season. It's a new season for Von Juan, who is now repping his government name, Vahaligan Walwyn. He recently released the album Grace Still Abides, which will be followed up with a book and a movie. The album features popular Houston rappers who are known for talking about everything but God. Some of the artists include Scarface, Bun B, Baby Bash, Paul Wall, and who? Mike Jones. Cheated, but I'm never defeated. I bet they need it. My mind frame exceeding the limits they brain reading. Test scores, best scores. Never had a less score than any man that put their best forth. Please invest more time in your technique. My grind like red meat. And these boys vegans wetting bed sheets. Certified dead beats by Dre. Edgebrook Kanye. Keep it 3,000 like Andre. Mob like Joseph McVeigh. Andre, but I never dug it. And at the same time, I want to talk about uh, Christian rappers and gospel artists and how they treat secular artists and secular rappers and this this wall of hate that I feel gets put up. You know, it's not a wall of grace, you know, it, it, and I think they'll never truly um, come to this side or never truly give their heart up if we don't come at them in the proper way, you know, and that's what I'd like to see is that, you know, that's why I made a blatant effort on this album. If you were Christian rapper, you can be on this album. There's no, there's not one Christian rapper on this CD. Um, 
And uh, just to make a statement and let people know, look, man, we've got to do a little bit more to reaching out to these guys, or we'll see more of the ones like Big Mo and Big Holly and all the other ones in Houston, these guys that I've seen pass away that have died. Pimp C, they've all died. And, and right in front of our eyes, we've seen it happen. And uh, But instead of us continuing to reach out, we just build, we keep this wall up. So it's time for the wall to come down, um, I feel, that so that more people can come to know the kingdom. Each person, you know, I had a chance to have a conversation with. Y'all know I'm a pastor now, um, so we can't speak on drugs, alcohol, women, uh, anything that's negative, you know. And uh, they they understood, and they, they were excited about it. Baby Bash was thankful. All of them kind of left talking about, you know, like it needs to be more music like this. And Scarface started talking about how his grandfather was a pastor and how his grandmother always said he was supposed to be a pastor. And now his father used to do sell, sold weed for 40, 50 years is now a deacon in the church. And uh, it's made him tap into his spiritual side. You can hear the Holy Spirit working through Scarface in the album's first single and title track, Grace Still Abides. Let my voice be heard. Give me God for I have sinned. Mercy's what we need today. Glory, hallowed be thy name. I fall short of what's expected of me. You can see the shame, but I can't stray away from truth. Spirit shining down on me. And angels on my shoulder turning corners. God has smiled on me. Though my surroundings be in disarray, I am grateful that the heavens led me this way. A wise man told me you a blessed dude. But if he woke you up this morning, you were blessed too. But separating me from all these other men is I accept the bitter with the sweet. I know I'm born to win. The grace of God is merciful and most forgiving. It's only right I thank him publicly while among the living. And I know that I'm a sinner, but in God's light, I am just another man. And though I had a hard life, I win. They wanted to honor the project. They knew who they were doing it for. It wasn't for me, it was for God. Um, some of them are closer to God than most, and I know who those are. I know where they're at. I knew that, I know Mike Jones has a stronger relationship and Zero and Scarface, and, and uh, so that's why Bun, so that's why those guys, they're on the songs that are more spiritual, you know what I mean? And guys like Lil Flip, you know, and, and Paul, I know they're out there, you know, so I just, I didn't want to put a heavy task on them to, you know, give me some doctrine, you know, speak on, you know, just like, you know, it's, we did a song just talking about, you know, waking up, thanking God and, and going out and, and making money, you know what I'm saying, being, working hard, you know, going out and get it. Every day I wake up, thinking my makeup, head to the sky, got that bread on my mind. Everywhere you walk around, get what they talk about, money on my mind, I gotta stay on my grind. Every day I wake up, think on my paper, head to the sky, got that bread on my mind. Everywhere you walk around, get what they talk about. This king for Holly Gun. Uh, when I wake up with no loot dog, I'm an enormous wreck. So I stay sharper than the fangs on a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Overseas shows, 
a positive foreign check So don't be baffled when I'm collapsing the roof on the orange Lex I'm certified next, I don't take that light, son Songs all fire, spinning like M. Bison I can see it on your face, tap, tap on Tyson You want to see me bankrupt, Andre Ryzen But I don't cop ice, just to blow some men's I'm trying to see my paper double, O's and twins Traits of a hater, I know most of them So I don't keep them in the loop like a high-priced condo Headline, I sell ticks, Raj Rondo Make my pennies the harder way, Orlando Bloom when I started making tools with this hot flow I'm that 84, number three draft pick, Chicago You know, they know I was out there in, in the streets with them You know, opening and doing shows and traveling with some of those guys that, When I was in the world, so I thought it was just a cool opportunity to, for ministry because at the end of the day, I'd love to see more of our Houston rappers just make music that's clean. You know, you don't have to talk about God every time, but if you're not talking about God, at least don't talk about that. You know, the Bible talks about some people water the seed, some people plant the seed, but God gets the increase. So what role I played in all of these guys on the albums, uh, life, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I planted the seed. I'm not sure if I watered the seed, but I know I did something. You know what I mean? And I'm just trying to be my role. And God said, they'll know you by your love and how you love people. And I just wanted to show these guys love. Um, and they're also, they're also men, you know what I mean? And not everybody's, you know, where, where we would like them to be, but that's, they're not on our clock. They're on God's clock. Bahalagan explains why the track, Still Here, is the most important song on the album. My main thing was that this CD was a trap, you know, my form of trap music because I wanted to trap the people that liked listening to all these artists and then if, they, if I could pull them in strong enough, give them an opportunity to give their life to Jesus. Zero probably has one of the strongest faith-based messages out of all these guys. Um, so when I put him on the record, it was always the plan to have the sinner's prayer on the song with Zero. I grew up with him. And just the idea of the song is that you know, people are going to come and go. You're going to bury people. And, and uh, people are saying, I'm saying that I'm still here through all the turmoil. But in the truth of the matter, I want people to understand that Christ is still there. You know, and kind of just speaking through the ideas that, you know, the only thing that's going to sustain is a life with Christ and uh, give people the opportunity to give their life to Jesus. But that don't mean I'm a bad man All I ever wanted to do was get a lot of cash And a lot of cash and a lot of cash, man I remember bagging edge, working in a van With just shooting hoop, not getting mad Now every time somebody shoots, somebody gotta leave Earth I swear we trapped and living hell I'm keeping my protection with me yeah, I love my people, but my people always flexing with me I 
I just wanna be here to see my daughter grow up Even though the relationship between me and my daughter tore up It seemed like it be raining every day around my way Sending a rap to somebody I was just kicking it with yesterday Now my daughter used to get around good, now she can't do it without a cane My heart broke, that's my baby, she beat like grandson, I'm in pain I'm on my knees begging, Lord, I'm begging, Lord my people get into heaven, Lord. We already stepping, Lord. In that general direction, leaving the haters and naysayers in the rear view. Every time they see me, they mad at me. Cause I'm singing and I'm rapping and I'm making his songs on top of that. They throwing money bags at me. I pray people um, really support the record. I think um, even myself, you know, being a Christian fan, you, you listen to the bigger labels that are in Christian rap. And I feel like we're all kind of programmed that if it's one of an artist from one of the bigger labels, um, everybody gets behind them and supports them. Um, but then when it's not someone that's in those bigger labels, like I don't see um, the Christian fan base or people supporting it the same way or rallying behind the artists the same way. So I'm just hoping, I'm praying that uh, people will rally behind um, this project and maybe some of the other artists that might not be um, on some of the top labels. You know, let's rally behind everyone because everyone has a story. Everyone has a testimony. Everybody's a different part of the body that can reach different people. And if we only focus on a few different artists, we'll only be able to reach the, the people that those few people can reach. But when we can um, empower other artists in the industry, um, like the secular side does, there's more discipleship on the secular side than on the Christian side. We need to try and make what we're doing on this side a lot stronger. Awesome empower our God. Thank you for listening to Testimony and Musician Story. This is our last Rapzilla exclusive. We would like to thank Rapzilla for believing in the series and the platform they provided. For future episodes, check us out at testimonystories.com. That's testimonystories, with an S, dot com, where you can find content made for you and about you. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Tell me who can stand against what the Lord has ordained. Straddling the fence only brought me more pain. Chose to follow Christ, it resulted in broken chains. I've been set free, I'm never returning from where I came. His power in his name, the enemy's been defeated Confess the Lord is king, and got all of my sins deleted Regardless what you've been through, he can remove your sin too The harvest is plenty, 